Hi, Billy Mays here with Also The Game. Order now and we'll throw in a bunch of geeks absolutely free. And I'm Vince Offer. Subscribe right now and next week's episode will be shipped to you totally free. I hate you for no apparent reason. Okay, moving on. <laughs> moving on. Welcome to Also The Game. I'm Dylan. I'm Bren. I'm Cintron. And I'm Barry Matt. No, I'm Sean. Okay, no, no, <laughs> no, 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 that. Okay. Um, today we have a uh, good show for you guys. Uh, we're talking about a couple of the games that have just come out in the past couple of months. Some new releases. A story about some children in Korea, actually. And uh, we finally got some viewer mail. Or listener mail. My god, people love us. Yes. <laughs> we have some mail. And we're going to read it to you guys. But uh, first, our first story today is Portal 2. Oh. Yes. <laughs> everyone loves Portal. We well, all love Portal 2. At least everyone. Oh, it hasn't even come out yet. We're all going to buy it. Well, Portal 2, Valve has uh, finally... Done stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's I been... Can... The orange box came out in 07, was it? I don't know. And then no, Valve did nothing. They kind of went off on this weird zombie well, tangent. They've been, working, they've been working on no, Team Fortress 2 forever. <laughs> zombie tangent. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> what do you mean Left 4 Dead? I love Left 4 Dead, but come on. I cannot wait for no. Half-Life Episode yeah, they, 3. They, that's and the bittersweet news. Half-Life 2. 2 Episode 3 isn't being worked on because they're coming out with Portal 2. We love Portal, but we've loved Half-Life for 20 years. <laughs> Give us something, please. I mean, the thing with uh, Portal 2 is, plus, Portal 1 was made by a team of... It was actually indie developers made Portal. Valve took but over. Valve saw the game they were working on, loved it, and bought the company. But it was the same team of, like, 50 developers, at most. I don't even think it was that much. It was a small indie development team that built that whole game. So do they need the entirety of Valve working on Portal 2? Well, here's the thing. That's, go that's obviously going to give us a very impressive game that we're all going to love. It's just or that. they're going to mess it up because there's going to be too many conflicting <laughs> ideas. Valve has never done that before. This is true. We it can, is Valve. We can trust Valve. They've made good games consistently, so... Well, <laughs> also, if they actually... Since I don't want to spoil anything <laughs> in uh, Portal 1... But Portal 2 might have you with headcrabs. It better. Oh, man. Well, Fighting headcrabs with portals. Half-Life 2 Episode 2 did hint that they're going to enthrall the Portal and Half-Life 2 universe. Well, that's, they've said that from the beginning. And because They're the same universe. At the end of Portal, you end up outside the facility in, like, the real world. So, all signs point to Portal zombies. Which oh, would be man, Portal zombies. Also, if Sean just ruined the ending of Portal to you, you're behind! Yeah, I mean... Go like play a, that game. It's a two-hour game. If I just ruined maybe ten seconds of it. Yeah. But, I mean, the game itself, the gameplay is the part that makes it great. It's a hilarious game. It's going to be harder to bring some of that humor into Portal 2, though, because it's not going to have the same hilarious characters. I'm sure they're going to give us the same general idea, though, so... Well, we can trust Valve. We've done pitch black humor on their own. <laughs> this is true. Well, the story with Portal 2 is that Valve has uh, released a release date. They finally declared that they're going to release it this season. Hopefully this year. Which yeah. For a two-hour game, we should hope so. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Two years for three hours. Well, oh, we kind of went on tangent without explaining what <laughs> what they officially did with Portal 2. Well, they announced Portal 2. Yeah. That. That's all they did, pretty much. Well, we should talk about the update to Portal 1. Oh, yes. Portal 1 had the most confusing update known to humans. All they did was they added one achievement with absolutely no description but dot, 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 question mark. <laughs> this makes everyone want to have it and they don't know why. Brilliant. And another thing, they added a small green light to all the radios in Portal, meaning you have to touch it now. Because everyone's played it eight times at least, so you know that there's no light on the radio. When there's a light, you pick it up, you don't know what it's for though. That was just brilliant at making you do stuff you don't know why. <laughs> you bring it around the levels basically, and 
when you get the radio to a certain place in the level, like physically in the level, you get a weird transmission. If you get all 26 of these transmissions, you get the achievement. Cool enough, but they're all encrypted messages, which someone went into the game files of the game, found the wave files that were these, and decrypted them. Ran them through a stenography program, which allows you to find bits of information that don't match the whole, which is usually how they encrypt Some them. of them were just funny. One of them was um, actually lol, written out in binary. One of them was some just string of digits and like some pointless stuff, just humorous stuff. But one of them was this like 27 character long MD5 code, which someone dehashed that MD5 and found a phone number. It was like a landline phone number. They called it, they faxed it, nothing worked. It was a data line to a bulletin board service. They telnetted into this number. Which you don't know what telnetting is, it's just it's the basically- It's the old way of communicating. Yeah, it's the old way of connecting through phone lines. Telnetted into this, which is a completely bit of outdated software, and found a bulletin board service. Which they messed around on, but you needed a login and password to really get in. Using clues in the other messages and on the bulletin board itself, they found out what the username and password were for this bulletin board. They got in, all this work, and got some horribly hard to even figure out ASCII art. Absolutely. Just like Valve to give you the most confusing challenge physically possible for the lulls. Almost no reward there. <laughs> it's for the lulls, that's all it needs to be done. And then they, they announced Portal 2 two days later anyway, so it wasn't like it was any kind of long wait just because it was an update, it was ooh, ah, more Portal. Valve is just those masters of propaganda. <laughs> yeah, Valve is excellent at, at advertising. They're also, Steam is coming to Mac OS X. And Valve has released some artwork about their games and stuff that are also going to be ported to OS X. There's like a humorous one involving the Mac versus PC ads using the sentries from Team Fortress 2 and Portal. <laughs> the uh, You have the sentry from Team Fortress 2, which is kind of clunky looking, but it's an effective turret, and it's kind of there. And then you have the very streamlined looking turret from which, Portal. Much like a Mac is effective until you knock it over. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it says on it, just, I'm a PC on the turret. Uh, on the one turret, the TFC turret. turret. And humorous, but... Yeah, it's quite funny. But way, they yeah. also released Gordon Freeman in all... Of course, in white and blue, much like a Mac. It's <laughs> funny. I mean, it's good they're, they're embracing this. They're going to port their games over. Humorous, they're diversifying, etc., etc. So yes, Portal 2, so, yeah. we are excited. Absolutely. <laughs> so moving away from Portal for a few moments. Yeah, it's this is actually a very interesting story. Our next topic... A Korean couple left their children to die because of a virtual child. Okay. This is somewhere between hilarious <laughs> and horrible. Is, yeah. It, uh, it's at the crossroads uh, of hilarious and horrible, you have Korean children. <laughs> of all the other countries, it had to be Korea. Well, Korea is very interesting. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> but enough of making fun of Koreans, which we've done before. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, oh. Korea. We love you too. No, we don't. Except for the Northern <laughs> okay, Korean Brandon does, but whatever. <laughs> so, anyway, this wonderful story about this Korean couple. They were raising up a child in a virtual game. I'm not sure what the game's called, but they, they could raised be up this Second Life or something. Could be, could be something like that. They raised up this child. They're like, yeah, we raised a child. While letting their actual child they bore from their bodies die of starvation. Yeah, their biological child was three months old and it died of starvation because they were too wrapped up in this game. This is the same Korea that has StarCraft as a religion. <laughs> This is kind of expected. The game's name is Prius, by the way. Prius? Prius. Like Never heard Toyota. of the game. Oh, man, Toyota. <laughs> <laughs> way to screw up. Always moving forward if you don't want to. 
<laughs> yeah, it's not. It doesn't have anything to do with Toyota because I'm sure Toyota's not a huge presence in Korea. Of or at least not like they are here. Toyota's just so happy about this wonderful glitch of hey look a wall I love it now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for those of you who have been living under a rock, Toyota's been going through some brake issues. Leading well, to many def- funny comments. Not necessarily break issues. It's more gas at least, issues. At least we know Toyotas will never break on us. <laughs> <laughs> They're also moving forward even when you don't want to. But anyway, back to the article. Constant advancement, etc., etc. We got them. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, next one. This is a game that I like. A game called Heavy Rain. This Ooh. is yes. This is a story. Well, it's a game. It's basically a continuing story. It's like a novel that you get to write as you go along. Somewhat. It's a mystery game, and you play one of four, well, all of the four characters, and it switches perspectives as you go along. And there's no turning back once you make a decision. If you make a wrong decision, you have to live with it until the end of the game. Much like life. Isn't that funny? But (laughs) it's more exciting than life because these four characters are all wrapped into this murder mystery. One of them's a detective. One of them was like possibly the next victim. One of them had a child who was a victim. One of them was hot. <laughs> Sorry. It's all right. sure, That's all Brandon kids about. <laughs> but you go through this game and you have to make all sorts of decisions and the controls are supposed to be very, very new and every decision in the game has some massive impact and there's lots of different ways it can go. The story can branch out in hundreds of different ways and you never know which is the right way because there is no right way. It's about making your own story. In fact, all four of the main characters can die and your story happens to just be a story where all the characters died. Yeah, it's it fits in perfectly with our storytelling in games. Because this is a game that literally is just a story. It's not much of a game, actually. It's just a very interactive novel. It's like a massive choose-your-own-adventure There book. is a bit of gaming no, to it's it, like and it does sh- require some skill for like the fight scenes. It's a huge, quick-time game. Like, when something happens, like a huge fight happens, it's just a whole bunch of random buns, and they do this very successfully. I'm not gonna lie, I've seen this game. It's done very, very well. Yeah, I saw a fight th- scene playthrough, and one of the lead developers was actually there watching the fight scene. And the character, the guy who was doing the fight scene was doing really well, and was totally controlling this fight, and in the middle of it, messed up in a, messed up one of the cues and got slammed back into a table. And you kind of hear the developer go, whoa, I've not seen that happen before. He's <laughs> a lead developer, just goes to show how much is in this game. The developer doesn't know what's in his own game. <laughs> it's literally as though we've taken the Choose Your Own Adventure books that every one of us have flipped through at least once. <laughs> it's taking one of them and using the massive number of pages we can store in a computer and just making the biggest Choose Your Own Adventure book you physically can. Just the pages. With a bit of skill involved. The pages are just to... all over the place. So. And on top of that, you like he said, you can't go back, so... It's like, and you choose your own adventure book, you can go and find a bad result, and they go, Oh, I didn't, I didn't take my hand off the page. I'm still here. <laughs> <laughs> my hand's still there. Like, turn to page seven. Oh my, I didn't, I didn't let go of the page. It's cool. <laughs> <laughs> I remember the uh, Goosebumps. Uh, choose your own adventures. Oh, yeah. And there was one about some aliens attacking or something, and I went through and thought I was doing pretty good. And at one point, my options were like, grab the gun or grab the laser. And of course, I went for the laser. Turns out you don't know how to use the laser and you lose. <laughs> so I went, I flipped back and grabbed the gun. The gun was a prop. <laughs> so you died either way, didn't you? Yeah, either way the book ended. And, you know, that's a little bit how Heavy Rain is. Except for you can't go back. And it doesn't discourage that. Oh, that's the good part about this game. It can end well, or it can end like a Shakespeare's tragedy. <laughs> Everyone dies. As many reviews have said, <laughs> you don't really realize how massive the game is until you start sharing stories with other people who've played, and you realize you could be playing two completely different games at this point. I think there are consistencies. I do think the killer 
that you're searching for throughout it's going to be one of only a few people or something like that because i mean otherwise it would just be a little ridiculous because you wouldn't get the same closure as anyone else they'd still be programming it if there could be that many choices but they do really good for what they have yeah mm -hmm. if you've ever seen the choice system unlike mass effect 2 which i played consistently <laughs> uh in mass effect 2 there's no real pressure to answer these questions it's just like a huge you know choice of questions in this questions all the things you can say are swarming around you it's like you're pressured if you actually seen the trailer, you can hit X to ask this question, Y to hit that question. It's very hard to uh, oh, you understand can, what you're much asking. Like especially like as the detective where you're interviewing people and trying to get information. Especially people who are emotionally distraught because someone they know has been killed. Interviewing them and interrogating them can be very difficult because you don't want to make them mad. You want to get information out of them, but you don't know what, what's going to make them talk. I've seen people play through the same scene twice and from two different people playing through the scene and get completely different results. One of them ended in a brutal fight scene, one of them ended in charming adieu and people leaving. <laughs> charming adieu. What a, far, <laughs> what a fine tea her. party we have today. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just really well done the way they're putting all this together. Absolutely. It enthralls so, you. It enthralls you, and that's all it really needs to do. Yeah, it really grasps your attention, in my opinion. Alright, um, do you have those emails up? Oh yes, we actually got fan mail. Yeah. Isn't that lovely? Someone listened, someone listened to our very disconnected saying of our email address <laughs> and sent us an email. Yeah. Well, two. One was a PS, though. So, this mail comes from um, Wendy in Missouri, and it's gonna be our discussion topic for this week. Yeah. She asks, do you think that WoW will ever be outdated? Oh. I believe it says outrated, but that's a mixture of whatever. <laughs> outrated. So we're going with outdated. So, yeah, I don't. Because, I, really... I mean, that's something that gets raised a lot is will a game like World of Warcraft ever be outdated? Now, there's a few ways to take this. One, you have the whole, well, Dota and StarCraft, they still all have players. They're also not MMOs. Oh. If there was a World of StarCraft, we know everyone would be this playing. This is the it. problem with. <laughs> yes, this question can go two ways. One, is it ever going to end? Definitely. They're going to take down the servers at one point. But will it end at any point soon? Well, this is an MMO, and that means there's constant updates. I mean, if you've seen WoW lately, especially in the past couple of months, or yeah, you've seen that they've completely changed most of the ways you do things. Definitely dungeons, they have random BGs now. They're really focused towards more casual players, and it's really... Not necessarily casual. Well... As it's trying <laughs> to create a more... Oh, diverse to yeah. appeal, appeal to more people. It's not just the geek who lives in his mother's basement now. It's everybody can play it. If Which it, they're doing well. Their sales are still going up. They're oh. <laughs> well, I think eventually that the fan base and the amount of people who play it will slowly go down as a new generation of gamers comes around. Blizzard has announced a new MMO. They have announced a new MMO, but given no details well, about hinted, it. hinted, I want to say, because they haven't <laughs> announced anything, really. Here's my stance on World of Warcraft. I'm not really a fan of most MMORPGs, Memorpickers, as I like to call them. <laughs> I'm not really... I used to play World of Warcraft. Make it into a word, why nope. don't you? I will. <laughs> it was a fine distraction from the regular daily life, but it was nothing to get addicted to like so many of my friends did. <clears throat> Brandon. I quit! It, just now, five years later. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but I, the, the thing with the MM, the Memorpiger is that it enthralls you. It, it, it really is like a second life, much like second life. It rewards life you in a way that other people can see. For those of you who don't know what a Mastery Multiplayer is, it's where you, instead of having like a multiplayer game against eight people, you've got 
thousands of people in the same world as you. And it's not just an arena, like in a multiplayer shooter. It's a massive world with Even tons of people. <laughs> Massively multiplayer, not just, you know, some people. Yes. And World of Warcraft has millions, like 11 million players right now, which is huge. But I do think World of Warcraft is starting to come to a yes. decline. Most people are deciding that uh, this game has been great for the past couple of years. But well, not most people. But uh, I think you're starting <laughs> to get to a point where... To crest over. Yeah, there are so many MMO options right now. There's not going to be just one dominating the market by 10,000%. Where most MMOs have maybe half a million well, people. Well, here's, here's the thing. World of Warcraft is just the most polished MMO there is. It really, it really throws you into the game, much like other games don't. But here's the thing. The idea of the MMORPG I don't think will ever really die. Oh, never. Especially because as... It's a reward in an environment where other players will actively see your character getting better. You'll be able to take on tougher challenges, and you'll be able to do it in a social environment. That's a huge part of gaming for a lot of people, and it's what keeps people playing. It's the perfect game for the geek, because the geek has always wanted to be, Ha, I can become ultra buff by doing nearly nothing, and they do. That's exactly what happens. <laughs> Actually, in the beginning of game, if you take off... Your shirt, you are already you're all, buff. You're already buff, but you're not, you're not skilled. You can't really, you can't kill a level 70 dragon. Well, <laughs> you can try. Blizzard has, with World of Warcraft, Blizzard has mastered, and this is what attracted me to it. They've mastered PvP. They've, I player mean, versus player. people will debate this and argue this, but it's true. If you ever see any other MMO for, MMO, 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 MMO. You'll see how unbalanced and how bad their PvP system is compared to, especially WoW. This isn't always true. Eve Online, while oh, not God. being an exciting, <laughs> oh, while not being an exciting game, <laughs> it was probably one of the most balanced games that's ever been around, and one of the most fair games. It's <laughs> capitalism, the game set it's like, in space. <laughs> this is how boring it is. It's like watching paint dry while grass <laughs> is growing on it. That sounds kind of interesting, honestly. But <laughs> now I've played just about well, not every MMO. There are far too many. But I've played a good portion of them. Some of them I'm too embarrassed to actually say on this podcast. So I'm just gonna skip over that. But here's the thing: World of Warcraft. Yes, it will eventually become a little bit overrated, and people will just stop playing it. And like you said, the servers. There's got to be well, at the same time. There will be competition eventually but here's, but exactly like that the MMO itself is probably never going to die because it's just such an enthralling idea that you're with other people I'm gonna segue free. this into a little bit of a broader statement how long until games become outdated never Ooh. it's a yeah. media games that's, are a media that's tough it's you like have... saying music or movies are outdated you okay you have Pac-Man all right very old game it yeah, doesn't get much older than Pac-Man. have gone And people still play it. People still play it, but almost as much as a novelty now as it is for the gameplay. You're more likely. It's a casual thing you do for fun with friends. You don't play Pac-Man to, to beat the game anymore unless you're stuck in that generation. There are people yeah, there are some like people Billy who... Mitchell who has like every record in arcade games. <laughs> Didn't he beat it or something? Yeah, no, a uh, few people have beaten it. There's a level where it just crashes. Billy yeah, Mitchell, it just yeah, crashes. Billy Mitchell's the first crashes. person to play a perfect Pac-Man game. Donkey Kong, though. No, what both, both of them. Crash. Oh. Both of them have a kill Pac-Man screen. Pac-Man is level 256. 256 crashes because... 256 is half a level and it crashes. Ran out of bits. Because they only programmed eight digits, which can only go to 256 <laughs> in the binary yeah, system. Yeah, crashed over. So, z level 0 to level 255 work, but level 256 doesn't work, and it crashes. Billy Mitchell is the first person to get there. He still plays Pac-Man, I'm sure. There's still people that try and do that. They try and play that perfect game, but it's a novelty. 
It's the challenge of doing it to this old game. It's but not for the thrill of Pac-Man That's anymore. what games used to be for. They used to just be novelties. Oh, look, I have 400 quarters. I can go play some Pac-Man for a while. <laughs> it wasn't really you sit down, you play, much like some of the games true, today. True, true. But I, st I think now's games, too, have a shorter lifespan because they are trying to get you, especially single-player games, which, as much as I love a good campaign game, it's just designed to be played through once, played through twice, maybe three times, but with the exception of Half-Life 2 and Portal, it seems, there's not many games you play more than three times through. Well, here's here's my idea. Multiplayer really will help out a game. A game that has a good multiplayer system will last much longer. I still will sometimes take out my old Nintendo 64, blow into it a few dozen times so it actually starts <laughs> up, get out my good old GoldenEye 007 disc. Ah, GoldenEye 007. Blow my sister apart, which is always funny. <laughs> GoldenEye was a great game. Well, can I get back on topic? Uh, no. Something that I didn't like about WoW, back on topic with our viewer mail, yeah. Uh, something that I don't like about WoW is the end cap system. If you know what I'm talking about, uh, you have you to cap get... at level 80. Yeah, the thing that I don't like is that 80 is when the game becomes a game. It becomes an entirely really, different game. The entire game changes at level 80. For the better. What I want in but, the leveling system is you go out and everything is... Like, you can still compete with people higher level than you. Maybe not as well, but it doesn't become an entire different experience by being a low level or not being uh, capped. That's one thing that I think multiplayer games that have going for them that's not good is almost every multiplayer game out there rewards experience as much as skill which it's i don't true. i mean i only have <laughs> so much time to sit around and play these games so you run into the problem of the guy who's been playing every moment since it came out two years ago and then you join in oh that's not fun <laughs> because you're getting blown away by this guy over and over again as he dances over your corpse naked. That's that a tough learning that, curve. That reminds me of one thing they did in Team Fortress 2. They omitted grenades entirely except for the demo man. Some people were like, oh, that's depressing. But a point that's been brought up repeatedly is you join the game, someone lobs a grenade directly into your spawn room, and you die immediately. That's not a great way to start a game. It, it's not fun. The omission of mass grenades for everyone who's ever just sat down and gone, boing. Boing. Oh, that one went that way this time. Intriguing. Let's repeat this process. There are people like that. I'm not kidding. There, there are people like hey. that. Who? I mean, theory crafting in StarCraft. StarCraft still has a big following. People still play on Battle.net. Matter of fact, my colleagues here were just playing a game of StarCraft. Oh, Indeed. God. StarCraft is fun. And StarCraft 2, which it. I finally started, is glorious as well. But StarCraft has been so theory crafted. People have literally taken StarCraft to a science. I have. And they've figured out, no, no, you don't even know. People have taken this game Like people in Korea. The random number generator in StarCraft isn't very random. It's not. And the digits it generates are like 52 to 53. Pretty Come on. Much. That's rarely going to make any kind of difference. You'd be surprised. Because the random number generator, even then, can almost be predicted. That's the difference between... To give you a 52, 53, 52, 53, 52, 53. That 52 to 53 is the difference between your army and a puddle of blood where there used to be an army. Occasionally. But All almost doesn't make that difference when what with one damage point because your characters also can get the damage back and bounce back and forth between the higher and lower damage points. So you have people who have taken that game down to the point where they know every single move exactly how much damage it does, etc., etc., and it's not fun for anyone else who plays in their games. I don't even know how it's fun for them anymore. 
You've taken the mystique out of this game. That's a bit of human psychology. They're winning either way. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, so that kind of kills that a bit. But that's the problem with multiplayer games. Single-player games, they have a learning curve, and you're going to learn to get better. Some of them. Yeah, it's a design by smashing curve. For instance, one of my favorite games, Psychonauts, here's how the learning curve went. It's exactly a straight flat line until about halfway in the game where it starts to arc up at approximately 700 degrees. And then the final levels, it's a brick wall. You're not going to get up that. You have to just cry until you beat the game. If you don't have Psychonauts, get it. Psychonauts Please. is a brilliant game. Few people have played Psychonauts, and that depends. I love Psychonauts. It's going to be another episode, of course. Psychonauts, it was a great game. We'll talk about it. It, it wasn't the best game ever, but it was great. Okay, so to sum this up, kind of, game shelf life. Okay. What is it? Game shelf depends on the game. See, here's here's my theory I was trying to say earlier, and you just guys cut me off, but that's all right. <laughs> Older games like Pac-Man and Pong and Space Invaders, whatever, those aren't gonna have as much of a shelf life. Right now, they're played because they're tiny. You can embed them anywhere. I know you can play Bejeweled in World of Warcraft when you get really bored. Yeah, uh, there's, yeah, there's a, an add-on. <laughs> there's an add-on to play that. But newer games are starting to have a bit more shelf life to people who enjoy the. The retro feel. There will always be people who find retro stuff more interesting than current things. For instance, I've played through Half-Life. It's a really old game. I've played through it four times because it's just a great game. Single player, there's no multiplayer, that's a different game. But I still want to go back and play it because it's just, it's an interesting game. Games are becoming more and more enthralling to the point I think they're going to last much longer. Plus, we're coming to the end cap of realism. Of course, as my friend just pointed out here, the Triforce made out of his fingers. <laughs> people, Zelda! People still go back and play, like, every Zelda game. Let's have Zelda Ocarina. How is this a Triforce? No, I, I didn't know. He did a Triforce. Oh, alright. Cut that out, but don't worry. <laughs> so, anyway, people go back and play Ocarina of Time. It's kind of a rite of passage. If you haven't played Ocarina of Time, you're not allowed to talk about games anymore. Yeah, I mean, Ocarina of Time still has people play back. And it's a single-player game from, like, eight years ago. Unbelievably great game still, because it, great gaming is great gaming. Eight years doesn't sound like a lot of that time. That being Jeff, said... remember, video games are very young. That being said, how many people nowadays go out and get that game? The generation of gamers that's coming up now are probably never even going to hear about it. Which is which both good and should. bad. <laughs> it's both good and bad. It, there's this initial shock of, oh no, that's a great game, it shouldn't die. Neither should Half-Life. They're going to. It forces progress. You need to keep the caliber of gaming around that to keep the medium alive. Now that's one thing I was trying to say a little earlier and I was cut off again, but that's alright, I love these people. <laughs> yeah, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. But anyway, one of the things with these games is it's just, we're coming to the point where realism is just capping entirely. We really can't make games more realistic than Crisis. I mean, what are you gonna do? Literally to the point where you feel gunshots? I don't think we ever want that. Things are photorealistic now, in games. Crisis was photorealistic. Which is one thing that's really gonna throw you in. Some game developers are taking old classic games and revamping them to have newer graphics. And people will play those. I couldn't come up with an example, but... <laughs> people who re-release games with newer graphics, they're giving the game much, much more shelf life. Because people will go back and play it. That being said, are we going to keep rehashing games, or are we going to... Well, I believe at the current moment, people are starting to get out of the old habit of rehash, rehash. Games were popular back then. We'll make them popular again somehow! Well, there's only so many ideas you can possibly go through. People said that about literature, and we're still pumping out books now, well, aren't we? people said that about movies, and we've made, we've heard tons of remakes. Oh, dude, there's been nothing but remakes in movies for, like, the past three years. Well, here's one of the Especially things. Especially horror. Yeah. Well, in movies... House of Waterland just got out of that one. Well, it's a sequel, though, isn't it? No. Yeah, it's, it's a sequel. It's supposed to be a sequel. through the looking glass. 
but either way. It's a no, I think it is a sequel it to is. the first House of Wonder. She ha she's an adult now, and she almost has amnesia, and she goes back to Wonderland. And there's a war going on between the White Queen and the Red Queen. Well, that's that's a different Enough topic. stuff about writers know. with drugs. But drug one, issues. <laughs> one thing that interests me about movies is they're starting to we've entered the age of the comic. So many comics are being made into movies. For instance, we had the Batman. Watchmen. Is, we've all, yeah, Batman. Oh, Watchmen. Watchmen was awesome. And coming out with. Blue. Okay, thank you for sharing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so <laughs> so we've entered the age of comics in movies. For instance, Captain America, I believe, is coming out soon. I'm but, honestly very excited for that. We all are. <laughs> but here's one of the things. Video games could do something similar. Movies have taken a previously almost untapped resource and made so many popular movies out of it. People people loved Batman, and Batman's been around since basically the dawn of comics. I mean, who didn't love The Dark Knight? And that was a total rehash of an old series. And it was completely, completely different than the actual Batman. If you go back and read the old Batman comics like I have, I've read so many of them. But it was it was a child's thing. It's like, ha, oh, I'm a detective who beats people up. Now it's, I'm Batman. Uh, especially really the happened. old, old Batman. The original oh. Batman series was... I'll use my... Batarang! ...was laughable at this <laughs> point. Because yeah. it was trying to be tame because it was real actors. Cartoons and real acting television yeah. have seemed to gone, go opposite ways. Where cartoons have gotten much more tame. Old cartoons featured people being blown up and we all occasionally remember. death. We all love and Tom and Jerry. guns and... All this stuff. Woody Woodpecker Tom was just was a horrible. jerk. Cartoons Woody Woodpecker would shoot you with a grenade. <laughs> How do you shoot someone with a grenade? You a slingshot. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that, that would work. Well, that's then a you have different topic entirely that cartoons have actually become censored Real life over gaming. Time. We've gone Our from... Real life television and movies that yeah, have gone the opposite way. We've They've gotten so gritty, so, so real, so sexualized, even when they're being marketed not. towards <laughs> children. Yeah, but it's odd. Comics have gone, or not comics, cartoons have gone from Bugs Bunny to Kim Possible. Bugs Bunny used to just feed people grenades, as we used to say. Kim <laughs> Possible, yay, I'm independent. It's, it's pretty much the entire cartoon summed up. And realistic television has gone from, ha, huh, I'm Dracula, to I'm Batman, guys. It's it's really just, it's gone a lot more, it, yeah, it's like they switched <laughs> roles, basically. Yeah, they switched roles from cartoons being able to do anything to television being able to do Alright, you guys want to read the second question on there? Otherwise we seem, it, like, yeah. we seem like schizophrenic morons <laughs> to ourselves. It, the question <laughs> is... The question is, do we have girlfriends? Cintron does, but he doesn't count. Otherwise yeah. we don't. <laughs> Yeah. If you want to rephrase this question, do we have attractive girlfriends that none of us do? <laughs> 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 uh, all right, all right. Turn it off the If Raquel is listening to this, then uh, oh, we're sorry, Raquel. We're just joking. Stab. <laughs> okay, okay. Enough of audible stabbing. Stab. So anyway, we never summed up World of Warcraft question. Oh. It went off on a complete Is it ever going to end? Not anytime soon. The idea of the well, MMORPG will probably not end until video games end. The idea of it. But happen. World of Warcraft itself probably has another two years in it at most. It'll, it's it, gonna, it'll die eventually. You can like, only patch it. Especially. Do you guys remember RuneScape? Do you remember that? Oh god, no. RuneScape no. still has players. It's like 10 years old. <laughs> We've all played players. it and we don't want to. <laughs> uh, but the thing with World of Warcraft is especially once Blizzard starts... Yeah. Hyping their new MMO. If, if Blizzard makes a new Once MMO. Once the developers start not caring about it, I exactly. Mean, you gotta imagine that the servers are gonna drop within four years of the new one coming out. 
Yeah, absolutely. The servers are going to go down. They're going to get smaller and smaller, and then they're going to take them off. It's much like Team Fortress and Team Fortress 2. Team Fortress was played up until the day Team Fortress 2 came out, and then it just completely lost everyone. If you go onto an old Team Fortress server, you're not going to find anyone. Team Fortress 2, people just breed on the battle. It's very hard to find players in Team Fortress Classic. Sad. (laughs) But, I mean, I think Team Fortress 2 is a better game. But, anyway, um, the, the MMO, though especially, I think the MMO is more prone to death than any other kind of game. Because the servers have to be maintained. Tabula Rasa was up for but a matter of months before it went down. That's the thing. World of Warcraft kind of eclipsed every other MMO. Mm-hmm. Because World of Warcraft is, as I said, so polished and so enthralled. And there's 11 million people playing it, which means you're going to have a good audience. It's the difference between so, playing on the servers and private servers. What you end with here people. is single-player games don't have a definite shelf life. They can pretty much be played forever at the cost of becoming dated like feeling dated the gameplay something big about uh world of warcraft once well you start losing people on wow world of warcraft is a very reliant on other people to play the game mm-hmm. you need other people to play yeah, i think world it's... of warcraft is going to go exactly the way the american economy has it's going to start to go downhill and then everyone will leave at the same time <laughs> and then they'll vote a black person to lead it of course <laughs> slowly you wanna... crawl out of the ashes <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Sean. Leroy Jenkins. Right. Yeah, so you have the single player game chicken. the most undetermined shelf life. Then multiplayer games, <laughs> where as long as you can find friends, you can get a like a LAN multiplayer game going. Server-based multiplayer games they are have- much harder to find people, like Team Fortress Classic. And then the game like a Mamorpaga, where it's all servers, dies. I think it'll happen. They go down, and when they do, it's dead. I think it'll happen like the Roman Empire. World of Warcraft is going to fall, but something else will come up in exactly the same place and do pretty much exactly what they did. Yeah. Yeah. The idea of the MMO is probably not going to die anytime soon, but World of Warcraft, it's running out of days. Poor WoW. Cataclysm is coming out, the expansion. That'll give it a little more. That's funny to me because Mm, while World of Warcraft is falling apart player-wise, they're actually blowing the world apart. That's funny to me. (laughs) It is actually kind of funny. They are still going up in players. Like, we can't just sit here and be like, oh, WoW's dying right now. No, it's still going up in players, actually. It's still adding it's new content. Slowly, and with Cataclysm, it's going to boom again. But there are only so many people in the world. and <laughs> Cataclysm is going to make the player number of players boom again. But then it's going to just, when it does start to go down, once the player numbers go down, they're going to drop quick. But anyway, I think that's a good stopping point for the No, deck. we do have one more story I want to get to, just because this is... Kind of interesting. It's a nice technology demo, if nothing else. I'll let Cintron take this one. One sec. Alright. Okay. <laughs> okay, we do have one more story I want to get to. It's not incredibly relevant to story to what we were just talking about, but it is a nice technology demo, and, you know, the parents in the audience might find this interesting. Oh. Cintron, you can take it. <laughs> oh, God, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> okay. So there's this new piece of hardware called... Software. It's it's a hardware. It's a sexual little thing. Hardware with software going on. Hardware slash software. Okay. And firmware. It's something you plug into your USB port, and when you plug it in, it searches your entire computer and finds every porn image in your computer with a 99% accuracy rate. How about any adult content image? <laughs> <laughs> we don't care. It's not like it's not Porn is not a bad word. We can well, all we've finally taken technology to the point you can't hide anything anymore. It can, yeah. it can even find deleted ones. 
which that's, is that's unless your unless your deleted <laughs> images have been written over already, then it can find them. Unless you literally wipe your hard drive, it's pretty much gonna find your files. Even if you do wipe a hard drive, data recovery experts can still find stuff that hasn't this been written over yet. Well, there's disgustingly disturbing. <laughs> so basically, <laughs> what what I want to take away from that is you have no privacy anymore. We have made things that can find <laughs> everything you have. What do you think is this hilarious? The way it works, it looks for body positions and skin tones. Oh, God. Which, oh, Lord. So yeah. if you have an unnatural skin tone, you're pretty much safe. <laughs> well, well, the thing is, it, it's, it costs about a hundred bucks. Oh. Yeah, so how yeah, we were going to try this out just to see what it would find on some of our computers. But... <laughs> no, no, no. Sean. <laughs> 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 the thing about this, though, that strikes me is, why isn't it digital download? Does ever does anyone really want to pay a hundred dollars to have some piece of hardware shipped to them that to, to find plug out in? What the, really to find out to find out what's on their maybe. son's computer that they really don't want to find. <laughs> Please, none of our parents buy this. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? What is that? Um, huh? it was a horse originally, <laughs> but Photoshop. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so enough of that. Uh, all right. So anyway, wrapping up. Yeah. You can see us on, or you can message us All on... Alright, so, a couple things that we're going to throw out. The email address is also thegamepodcast at gmail.com. No punctuation other than the at and dot com. Uh, my Facebook page, if you want to look me up on there, is facebook.com slash daichi, D-Y-C-H-I. Just type our names into Facebook, you'll find yeah, us. You'll no, because they don't know what they, what we look like. So, facebook.com slash D-Y-C-H-I is me. They'll figure it out. Uh, I guess slash Brandon Burkhardt. I don't know why. Just mine type my is. name. There's only one yeah. person whose name's Sean Pope. So no, I doubt basically it. Basically, it's Bram Burkhardt, Christian Sintron, Dylan Swart, and Sean Pope. The best of them all. The best. <laughs> if you find uh, yeah, if you find any of us, you can add us all. We don't. We'll add don't fans worry. because it's not creepy. It we love us. you guys. It excites us for now because we don't know anyone. Yet. <laughs> <laughs> Once there's more than five thousand of you and we max out our friend limits, then no. But for now, we're fine. <laughs> Alright, uh, that's a good stopping part. We'll see you guys later, I guess. I'm Brandon. I'm Cintron. Uh, I'm Vince Offer. And I'm Billy Mays here. Guys. No, seriously, though, we're Dylan and Sean. We'll yeah, see you guys we're... next week. You guys are really, really bad at that. <laughs> I know! <laughs> I'm Vinny Sullivan. You just lost the game. <laughs>